You're listening to The Common Cause with Phil Lyman and Mike Peterson. Hello, Phil. How are you? Good, Mike. Nice, nice to see you. It's always good to see you, too. I've always wondered why. The, what's the Texaco uh, sign behind you? What is that about? In, in eight seconds or less. I worked at Texaco all through high school. And um, right. so I saw that and was attracted to it and picked it up. So, okay. Yeah. Good. Good. That's good enough. I want to get into some... Something that's really time. frustrating me because <laughs> there's a lot of things that uh, I, I mentioned in our last podcast that I think some of the, some of the world seems a little upside down and uh, I'd like to, I, I think we had to talk about some of those things because my, my bet is our friends who are listening are feeling some of the same things. And I think it would be good to. Yeah, I agree. I agree. We, we could podcast all night till sundown. Yeah. On stuff that's going crazy. Well, let's start with my favorite immunization mandate from President Joseph Biden. Isn't it wonderful, you know, to make sure that everybody gets vaccinated. If you work at a company with 100 people or more, everybody's going to get vaccinated by federal law. And there's uh, it comes with some penalties if you don't comply. Well, I have our time. I have our time with that. <laughs> Mike, he's been patient, and his patience is running thin. <laughs> That's what he said. Who talks like that? You know, I listen, I watch that. It's like, who do you think you are? Who do you think you are? Yeah, it didn't or sound very presidential. No, it's, it's, no, it's frightening. It felt more like uh, what King Louis might say or something to <laughs> the serfs, not completely i thought you could look through the annals of history and and see if there's any speech that's more tyrannical and you'd have a hard time finding somebody that is speaking down to the people as much as that i mean and i'm not i'm not one to be hypercritical of you know words and you know finding fault with people for what they words they choose but man that was there were a lot of messages in that the whole tone was was frightening to me. There were, and then, but then the content of the of the talk was really frightening as well. Like this part yeah. that that uh, if you again, if all companies, it, it, first let me say this: it's 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 odd that um, if the if the vaccine, I mean, why not just let folks take the vaccine if they want the vaccine? Why is he so adamant? that people have to take the vaccine to the point that if you don't, your employers are going to fire you or, or they're going to suffer a, a quite a, quite a penalty. In fact, I, I can't remember the penalty, but it's not, it's pretty steep. Yeah. Yeah. They're going to put folks out. They're going to put businesses out of business. Well, and that's, and what he's done is he's, he's weaponized business. He's weaponized the employers. Now I don't have to mandate it. Your employers will be the ones to fire you. Um, and unfortunately, I keep hearing of employers who are who are buying into it. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, it's, for me, it's pretty uh, disconcerting when I hear of Delta and others who are saying, okay, folks who, who, uh, who, who don't get vaccinated but can do that testing are going to have an increase in their, in their health premiums by 200 bucks a month. 
how do they do that? I, I think, do they do that for folks who, you know, who c- carrying a big, you know, 64 ounce mug of, of soda every day? Yeah. Do they require them to pay extra? Or what about people who smoke or people who, uh, you know, it seems to me if, if, if you've got an employee who is not a, who's, who's not a great driver and gets tickets regularly, well, that, that's not very safe either. We probably ought to, you know, find them every month and make sure that they, or, or people who can get pregnant ought to pay yeah. a different, but in, in fact, by law, you can't do that. Right. Right. So how do we now go from, go to the point where we can, we can charge someone a higher premium because they haven't been vaccinated. Well, I, I was talking to a friend of mine. She said, I'm done the end of October. Uh, Cause I'm not getting vaccinated and my employer requires it. And I've worked for him for 24 years and it's been a great job. And I said, well, you know, there are some legal, potentially some legal things that you could do uh, that would put your employer on notice and some affidavits that you can file some, some, some recourse. And she said, well, I don't want to work for them if that's how they see me, if they see me as, you know, a, a piece of meat, you know, that they can just dictate. She said, I, I love the company. I love my job, but after this, I don't, I, I don't want to work for them anymore. And that's, and that's where people are getting to. It's like, if, if companies view you as a commodity that they can, dictate little aspects of your life like that, man, I'd be finding another job. Well, and I, yeah. You know, and then, and then he said that federal, uh, federal contractors, federal employees, uh, military. And so in fact, uh, I've got, I've got a friend here in town who, who uh, her son is in the, is in the guard and um, they're in a bad way. I mean, what are they going to do? Because uh, right now they're looking at a dishonorable discharge. Well, a dishonorable discharge hangs around your neck for your entire life. This is a young, this is a young boy. And now because, because he won't become vaccinated, not only has he had COVID, um, and so he doesn't believe he's, he needs this, but he also has a, 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 a family uh, history with, with some issues that, that would make, probably make this vaccine maybe not a good idea for him. And so, uh, you know, he, he's willing to he's willing to die. Yeah. He signs up, says, I, I want to go fight for the country. I'm willing to lay down my life. But now they say, no, if you won't get the shot, we, we don't want you. And in fact, in fact, we're going to kick you out and we're going to give you a dishonorable discharge, meaning things like he, he, he can never be around a gun. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, there, there are all kinds of things that wow. attach to a dishonorable discharge that are not going to be good for this for this family. And for, I don't know how many thousands and thousands of, of young men and women across the country who want to serve their, their country, but are, are, going to be, are going to be pushed out in a terrible, terrible way. Well, and, he's, and you said he's National Guard, right? Yep. National Guard is under the, by constitution, it's under the direction of the governor. That's, it's, it's another one of those issues where you say, this is not... President Biden's realm. It's not the federal government realm. This is this is the governor. The state of Utah is o- over the National Guard. But, so I, 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 I talked to someone in, in the Guard. Well, it, it recently retired um, a general who said, Mike, it's the DOD 
they, they don't listen to sense. There's nothing you can do about it. Right. Uh, I, I do have some, I do have some folks I'm still trying to talk with and see if we can get something worked out, but uh, I'm not, I'm not hopeful, but I'm going to, I'm going to continue to make calls and see what we can do, but pretty yeah. sad. Yeah, it is. And it's one of those issues that you have to question, you know, can I, can I affect this or am I, or am I just, you know, spinning my wheels on, on something that's going to keep going down, yeah, you know, downhill. It's pretty frightening. I've got, I've got, I've got other friends around who, who, who are worried that they're going to lose their job. You know, what are they, what are they going to do? Right. Um, so, you know, some folks are like, well, maybe I'll, maybe I'll have to get the, maybe I'll have to get the shot because I, I I've got to provide for my family. But others are saying, you know, I, I'm just going to have to, I'm just going to have to bite the bullet not take the shot and hope that I land on my feet someplace else. But boy, what a terrible thing for, for families to have to go through over this. Never before, never before in history have we seen anything quite like this before. Well, you know, I, yeah. I know that General Washington required his men to be vaccinated for uh, smallpox. Right. Right. But there's a couple of things that were different. Uh, really, the main thing was he said, "Well, two, so so two things. Um, smallpox was was taken out a lot of people, uh, much more than what's happening with with COVID." Now, I'm not trying to, to 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 minimize COVID, but per 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 capita, smallpox had a far bigger effect. And the second thing that that President Washington said was. If you've already been exposed to smallpox, you don't have to do it. it. I find it interesting that 250 years ago, President Washington would know that, but today our president doesn't recognize that if right. you've been exposed that's a, to. That's a huge. That's a huge distinction, and 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 besides, the smallpox vaccination was a small dose yeah. of smallpox. That's right. Not a uh, not a synthetic concoction that is experimental and 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 i think quite a few people that got the smallpox vaccination got smallpox and probably died back then too it's i mean it's it was it had some risk associated to it but um but it was much more basic much more realistic uh we we haven't we haven't mandated the entire population of the country to become vaccinated like we have here well and the obsession with it just the the constant talk of of vaccination and boosters and you know it's not working so you need to get a booster and now it's not working still so you need to get more boosters and and, and the shaming because so yeah. you are a, you're a terrible human being right if you don't get if you don't get vaccinated you know you don't deserve to go to a basketball game you don't deserve to go into this restaurant you don't deserve to go to the bowling alley you don't deserve to go you name it you don't deserve to travel yeah if you won't do it, and and I, I'm I am not anti-vax by any means. I mean, I, I've had my, I've had been vaccinated all my life for different things, but man, when you when you are so adamant, in fact, I, in fact, I've mentioned before, um, and I and I expressed this to Governor Cox. People have natural immunity, right? If they've had it, okay. So so that makes sense to people. Yet we we don't acknowledge that. So why would we why would we why would we force someone or coerce someone who is naturally immune to get the medication? 
Well, what does that do? That forces them to start to conjure up in their own minds the reasons. So I expressed to him, right. you're sowing the seeds of conspiracy theory. It doesn't make sense. And folks have to have to figure out why would this be? Or, you know, we want to vaccinate, vaccinate the children. Look at the numbers of children who have been hospitalized, even in our state. We've got 929,000 children zero to 18 in Utah. So nearly a million. And, I, and last time I checked, it's been, it was been a week. There were 911 of those folks have been in the hospital with COVID. Don't know if it's because of COVID, but they had COVID. 911 out of 929,000. And the number of deaths we know is two. Yet we're going to yet we're going to force them or coerce them to become vaccinated. Yeah, and again, it makes people think that why would that be? Why would that be? They don't need the vaccination. Why would that be? And so then they come up with conspiracy theories. Oh, it's because they want to put something in my arm. Oh, it's because you know they want to control this. And and if and if we would if we would be uh, not quite so forceful, I think I think that the conspiracy theories would simmer down. And if it's vaccinations that governor and, and others want to have happen, I think vaccination rates would increase. But I think they've I think they've scared folks. And I think President Biden scares folks when he says, you've got to take that vaccine. I don't care what the what your situation is. I don't care your family history. I don't care if you're naturally immune. Uh, immune. You're going to get vaccinated or you're going to pay this fine or you're going to get fired or you're going to be discharged. Right. Seriously, you, it's that serious. Why would that be? So again, I think that sows the seeds of conspiracy. And I think as long as that distrust happens, we'll never see, we'll never see the vaccination rates rise the way they would like to see them rise. Okay. Yeah. Well, it's, it's, it sows the seeds of conspiracy. And then you start to find some indications of, you know, some globalist, agendas like we said before you know if you find out maybe there are some some powers in high places with with evil intent that are doing things and i mean i guess that's conspiracy theory but if it's if it's happening it's not the first time that it's happened in in the world in fact there's very few times throughout the history of the world that there hasn't been some serious um oppression of people and and conspiracies by powerful people so yeah, yeah. why would you why would you assume that it couldn't happen to us in this day and age? Yep. Yep. All right. Enough about Biden's mandate. We, I hate it. You hate it. We all hate it. In fact, I got a, I got a letter tonight. You probably got it too, Phil, from, uh, from a large association here in the state who thanked uh, uh, the state uh, leaders who are fi fighting against the Biden mandate. I, I think we need to, find additional ways to fight. I'm glad that uh, uh, Attorney General Reyes is, uh, has joined up with what a dozen other states to fight against it. Um, yeah, we, 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 can't, we can't let him run this, run us like we are uh, his, his servants. Yeah. 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 That's not going to fly. Speaking of that, can I change the subject? Yeah. Because something else that's really that's really bugging me, and that is uh, President Biden. I, I looked up. I want to make sure I call the right name. But President Biden has a new a new. Uh, uh, well, there's a there's a 
the Bank Secrecy Act. And in the Bank Secrecy Act, you you probably are you're probably already aware because as an accountant. But if you've got what ten thousand dollars, if you shuffle around ten thousand dollars, right? The, the the IRS is notified that movement of that kind of money, right? Right. Well, they're afraid. Biden and his and his folks are afraid that um, that's not low enough. There's folks who are skirting IRS uh, payments. What they what they owe the IRS, so they want to reduce that to six hundred dollars. Meaning, anytime you do anything with money that costs six hundred dollars, whether you're using Venmo or PayPal or a check, whether it's a deposit or a withdrawal, it's a check or whatever. Uh, the bank is required to submit that information to the IRS so they can keep track of that. Right. In other words, if you make a contribution to somebody, if you uh, if you pay tithing to your church, if you pay off your brother-in-law for something you borrowed, if you if you withdraw six hundred dollars to go on a trip, it doesn't matter what you do. If it's six hundred bucks, they're going to know about it and and they're going to be able to track you and. That to me feels awfully tyrannical, awfully uh, devious. Uh, to not to say, uh, without, uh, I mean, it directly opposes the Fourth Amendment. I mean, how, how do they think that this is a legal? This is a legal action. Well, and what do you, what uh, what enforcement mechanisms are going to come to play on that? If someone says, you know, I'm just going to use cash, it's like, oh, well, we have a place for people that buck the system, you know. Uh, and 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 there again, if we go back to, I, I read uh, Alexander Shulsonitsin's uh, Gulag Archipelago, and mm-hmm. and in there they talk about, I think it was, uh, sorry if I'm missing the the right names, Stalin that uh, arrested people because they wouldn't turn over their gold. And there was a lot of resentment from that. And then the next dictator that followed him said, you know, there's a lot of resentment because of that. So people who are children of those that turned over their gold and resented us, they probably have some resentment. We should probably arrest them as well. And so they went after and they arrested the people that they thought might have some resentments because of what we did to their parents. So, I mean, you can... And then, and then you can look and say, well, that would never happen in America, but uh, but it's happening in America. The IRS already. I mean, you had uh, it was uh, John McCain's uh, chief staff person suggested to the IRS that that they audit conservative nonprofits uh, financially um, ruinous audits, a series of financially ruinous audits. You know, what does that mean to, to ruin somebody financially? It's not pretty. It's it's. You know, there's a few things worse in this life than being, you know, impoverished by somebody, let alone your own government. And I don't know. It's 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 scary stuff. And it, and and the question always comes back, Mike. With okay, well, what is what what is the legislator? What do we do? So so is that do you think is that something that that we as a legislature could we? Do you think it, do you think a bill could happen that says uh, you uh. uh let loaning institutions that are based in Utah are not allowed to do this. Uh, you know, I don't know that we could do anything about Chase Bank or, you know, Wells Fargo, but Cash Valley Bank 
or a, a, a Zions Bank, maybe, or the smaller, you know, the credit unions. I don't think we could do it with Venmo, but but I wonder if we could do something like that with uh, uh, because I, because it's, it's it is wrong for us to be sending. I think it is wrong for banks, and from what I understand, as I've read, the larger banks don't have a problem with this. But I think they're you know you probably look at it as oh well we can program that into the system we can comply and and so we will. They don't look at the principle of it. It's just yeah. the cost of doing it. It's like, okay, well, we can, we can handle the cost this. of it. And, and I'm sure on the flip side of this is, is the lobbyists or whatever with the banks are saying, and don't worry, the federal government's going to give us tons of money for our effort, you know, for yeah. our trouble. Yeah. But I do wonder if, if there's a, if the state, if we could do a, uh, something to prevent that from happening or, or well, disallow yeah. that. I mean, a state could pass a, a law that says that they would fine any business that tries to do something like that. I mean, that's uh, Governor DeSantis, you know, said we're going to fine businesses that require a mask mandate. And the cruise companies and stuff, they, they, yeah, which I think, which, I, you know, I, I, is interesting. I think this one is easy, really easy to do because it is the Fourth Amendment. It does it violates the Fourth Amendment. I mean, there, there's just no question. I mean, I got to say, even the ten thousand dollar thing violates and, and is and is yeah. not so cool. But man, when you get down six hundred bucks, who doesn't move six hundred bucks around? You know, even my nineteen year old son, when he cashes his check, it's more than six hundred dollars. You know, a check from work. It's not, not or when he pays his rent, it's more than six. This is this just isn't cool. So it's not. It's wrong. It, Prin- it is. Principally, it's it's wrong. I've got nothing to hide. You've got nothing to hide. But it's nobody's business. What? Well, I might have something. To hide. Yeah. <laughs> if you want so, to get an extravagant <laughs> gift for Sally, and you don't want the federal government, that's right. Going, yeah. That's right. You know what? Now I've decided I'm not buying her those earrings. Right. She's wanted. my hands are tied. <laughs> um all right so i i'm going to think about i'm going to think about a bill uh that wouldn't that, that would say that's that's not permissible in utah you know all these bills to me so many of them come down to uh, you know what what is a state and and why are we why are we pretending to be subservient <clears throat> when we're not you know, yeah. and all, all the legislators, all the legislature has to do is recognize that we don't have to do that. That's I mean, we just don't have to do that. We we can nullify. We can any 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 law that's passed that's uh, unconstitutional, repugnant to the Constitution yeah. is not a valid law. And yet, yeah. if people say, "Well, we're still going to follow it," then we might as well be a law at that point if everybody's going to comply with it. And so how about this one? Do okay. So so uh, we got anything else you want to say about that one before I move on to, to one more that I got that's bugging me that worries me? No, let's 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 move on. This is this one really sickens me, and that is uh, um, and I think it I think it went through the house uh, a bill that would require young women to register for the draft. Yeah. I mean, what kind of a society 
would we be if we said that our daughters have to go to war to protect us? I mean, it's bad enough that, that we send our sons, but our, our, our daughters? I know there's, this, there's, there's people that say there's no difference between men and women, but I am not one who buys into that. They are, men and women are different. They have different God-given innate abilities. They have different uh, talents. And, and I just think, I just think putting a, a woman, I don't want to put my daughters or my granddaughters. No, no, we shouldn't do that. They, they want to sign up to be, you know, for, for those duties. Great. But to, but to make them sign up for the draft. No. Well, and your question is a good one. What kind of country does that doesn't acknowledge at least that, that small little difference. Yeah. It's, it's, it's abhorrent. <clears throat> it is, it is abhorrent. It's, it's an awful thing to, to, for us to be even considering, I, I'm, I'm ashamed that our country. I'm ashamed that uh, anyone in our in our uh, in our in our country would even would fight for that. And they are hundreds and hundreds of our legislators are. So, anyway, well, you know, I if we go back to the scriptures and that you know the uh, the parable of the wheat and the tares, when they say an enemy hath done this, you know, it's like didn't just happen this isn't and that's i come back to that because i have to because there's no other way to reconcile in my mind you know an enemy has done this it's not it's not the american people that are saying hey wouldn't it be awesome if all of our daughters had to go fight you know and be drafted it's 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 destabilization of this country and it's done deliberately and it's done by globalists that that used to be kind of covert in their operations. Now they're overt. They're right out there. They're, they're doing mm -hmm. it. Uh, you know, I mean, like you, you know, you've mentioned something about we wouldn't have thought that there'd be a socialist party in America, let alone a Marxist party, you know, and, and we've got people who are, uh, who are they're alive and well and about to tell you Marxist. I'm a Marxist. Yeah. Oh, you know, that's, uh, I, I don't, I, I don't even know what to, I don't even know what to say to that. You know, we've got a, a big, convention going on in Salt Lake for the, uh, for the Satanists, um, you know, and, and they're, they're going to talk to, to celebrate the laws on abortion and how important that is to their um, ideology. And you just say, who would it go to that? But they're going to have, a, it's going to be a big turnout and I don't, it's, it's scary stuff. So, so um, I'm a conservative and when I say conservative, what I really mean is I'm sort of a preservationist. I want to preserve uh, the values of the past. I want to preserve our Christian values. I want to preserve our family values. I want to preserve our belief in God and our respect for God. Um, uh, you know, I, I was asked in a podcast uh, yesterday dealing with CRT, and the question was something about... Um, Oh my word, I just drew a blank. But the answer was this. There's a lot of disadvantages in this world. Some people are born into families with lots of money and some with no, with no money. Um, some families, some children are born into families with just one parent and versus two parent families. There's also people who are advantaged because they're, they're taught by their parents to 
recognize and to keep the commandments of the land and the commandments of God. And, and, and I'm, a, I'm a real believer that as we, as we uh, look to those things, as we look to our roots, so many of the problems we have in our country would, be, would disappear. Uh, we've got to turn back to, back to our Heavenly Father. We've got to turn back to, to the Constitution. Uh, I, I believe that the, the Founding Fathers were inspired to write those, those words. I'm I'm certain of it. There is no way, there is no way that just happened. And I think today, you know, I keep I keep getting people saying, I want a, a, a convention of states. And I say, my concern is though, we're not going to find a whole room of Ben Franklin's and and Jacksons and 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 Washingtons and Jeffersons. There's going to be some, uh, there's going to be some Cruises and some Mike Lees, but there's going to be some Bernie Sanders and some. You know, AOCs and stuff. We, is that what we want? Because it'll it'll be a watered down constitution. I promise you, it won't be. It won't be anything near what we've got today. No, no. Have you ever been to a revival? Yeah, that's that's. We're talking about reviving something. You know, that's we we need to revive what we're what we're losing. I I, I finished reading a. F.A. Hayek's uh, um, The Constitution of Liberty. And at the end, he does a, in, in the epilogue, he does why I am not a conservative. And it's really good because he's obviously by all standards a conservative. But but he said, and this, I think it was written in 1968. And he's saying, I'm not a conservative because I don't want to keep things the way they are. I want to get back to what it should be. And so maybe a revivalist is a is a is what we are or a constitutionalist or something but we've we've driven we've we've drifted so far and that's the most conservatives just like well let's just let's not do anything because whatever we do it probably will get worse when you say well, you know it's it's bad enough we need to start to fix it yeah can i say one more thing we, yeah. and then i won't say another thing and if it's okay and you can cut this if you want to this is a little on the religious side but i've been thinking about this a lot lately because as as we look at so many Things that are topsy turvy in our in our world, whether it's Afghanistan or the mandates or the or global warming or just so many things that are going on, I, I talk to people who are just so overwhelmed, getting discouraged, getting depressed, getting over anxious, and it and it occurred to me, and I and I tell them, look, these are all signs of the times. We knew these were going to happen, so. Well, while some of them aren't very fun to go through, I'll grant you that. Some of them are pretty miserable. We should be able to say, this is good news. It means he's coming. It means it's, you know, what we heard was true. These are the signs of the times. Times of what? Times of his return. When he will come back right. as the king of kings and reign as lord of lords. And, and these problems that we're having aren't going to be here like they are. Right, right. Well, you don't ever have to um, couch your religious thoughts on on me because I believe in the Savior. I believe in God, and I believe that that you know this is his this is his work. And hopefully, uh, you know, it's interesting as a legislator, you you are given a, a pulpit, and you better use it for for doing some 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 good. Uh, mm -hmm. I think you'll be held accountable if you don't. So well, thank you. Thank you for that. that. Thank you. <laughs>
I guess we've done enough damage for one evening. Probably, yeah. Very good, very good talking. Okay. I, I come away always feeling energized. And I always tell people too, we're in the best of all possible situations. And, uh, you know, through all of this, maybe states will wake up and say, this, this innovation that we've tried out for the last 30, 40, 50 years, 100 years, it's not working. We need to go back to being free, sovereign, independent states and, and, and in charge of our own lives. Let people live their lives and protect their freedoms. And yep. so, yep. It's a big job, but you're up for it. And and I, I I'm going to stay on the team because I I know which team going to going to come out victorious and so I'm just going to keep yeah. plugging along. Yep. Yep. All right. Okay. Thanks, Mike. Have a good night. Be good. Thank Thanks, you. Phil. All right. We'll see you. Thanks for listening to the Common Cause with Phil and Mike. You can email your comments and questions to the Common Cause Podcast at gmail.com. We hope you'll subscribe and that you'll give us a five-star review.